a couple of years down the road, um, you're living in Austin still. Things are going well. Yeah. Run of the Valve, doing shows. You're, um, you know, living life. Things are good. All right. But, uh, like, it's like been like a weird, you guys had like a really wet summer. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, what? It's like a lot of rain. You know what I mean? Okay. It's the wettest summer in the history of Austin, Texas. Jeez. So, like, the whole summer is just, like, super muggy and gross, you know? Yeah. And uh, you're just like, God, I can't, I can't wait for fall. You know, I just can't wait for, like, a, I can't wait for this to break, and I can't wait to just not, like, have to worry about sweating through everything I own, you know? Fiend, fiend in for fall. Exactly. You've been a fall fiend for a long, long time. I love the fall, man. I love, but I will. I guess I love most weather. That sounded so dumb. All right, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you love, that was so stupid. You love the fall. You used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like I meant I like the summer. And I, I, no, what you said was no. I like most weather. I know. <laughs> That's so stupid. So you used to be a summer boy. Sorry, everyone. A summer boy. Yeah, you used to be one of the boys of summer. Nice. You were one of those. Were you were one of those kids who couldn't keep your foot still on the last day of school? Okay. You know what I mean? Just like yeah, count, counting the clock, nervous energy, because you were a summer boy, ready for those long summer nights with you and your friends. You guys used to, you know, just the crew. You guys would hang out, go to the pool. You'd hang out in the woods, have movie nights. That kind of stuff. Like when I was younger? When you were younger, yeah. So, I, I, so I'd when go to were, the, Hamlet, the Hamlet Swim Club. You go to the Hamlet Swim Club. You go down to uh, the I worked there for years. My manager was named Jill. You always like th- thought Jill was like a great boss, you know? You yeah, didn't, she's okay. I mean, you didn't know any better, you know? Yeah. Later on, my friend Brian Crane was my boss. Brian was not good at his job. <laughs> You know what I mean? And everybody knew it. No, he was really good. No, you were begging for Jill two, three weeks in. Oh, my God. What was he? Why was he so bad? Um, You know, he just like you hated him because you were like, I mean, you, you were like, you were like hated him as a boss because you like you're like, hey, we're buds. You know, you should let me like do stuff I want to do. Like, what if I want to go jacket on my break? And he's always like, oh, Pat, God. you got to be available. You know, a- availability is your most key ability. You know what? I could, I could see <laughs> that sucks. I could see myself at that age doing that and thinking that like as an adult, I would look back and I'd be like, fuck, Brian Crane was right. Yeah. And he was. So point being, you were someone to get a shirt that says Brian Crane was right. <laughs> <laughs> up until that summer, right? Up until, <laughs> up until yeah. the summer of Crane. <laughs> You were a summer boy. <laughs> you know? The summer of Craig. Yeah. Oh, my God. So as you guys were, like, locking up the pool for the summer, you know what I mean? Where you're, like, last, yeah, sure, yeah. last day of the year, miss you guys, let's hang out, all that stuff. You were, like, leaving, and you tripped over um, a skateboard somebody left. 
out front and you like fell on your face and then Jeez. uh and somebody one of your coworkers, uh Sharon Findelberg, she looked at you and she goes, Hey Pat, did you have a nice fall? And you oh. land on the ground, you look up and you go, A nice fall. And as you look up, you see the first leaf change in town. <laughs> So from that moment on, oh my god, you were like a fiend for the fall. I guess so. So you are you are that, you are fiending real hard right now. Do I ever like notice the first leaf change again? Every single <laughs> year. <laughs> You've seen the first leaf change in your neighborhood every year since the summer of Crane. <laughs> the summer of Crane. So you are you're like a fall fiend, right? And it is hot. I already in forgot Austin. about the summer of crane. So it's hot in Austin, right? You're like waiting for it. Waiting for that weather to change. Waiting for you to like lock the door up on Mother Nature's swimming pool. Okay. Shut down summertime. Sure. It's the last day of summer on the calendar. You go home. You uh get Chinese food delivered to your door. You watch Netflix. What do I watch? Uh, you watch a new show on there called Here Are My Reasons. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, it's like a reality show where there's like a guy who's like a marriage counselor. And it's like a, he's like going to talk to these like couples through like couples therapy that are on like the verge of divorce. And uh, he's like, that's kind of the format of the show. You had like one partner would look at the other and be, here are my reasons why I don't trust you with my checkbook. You know what I mean? And they would sure. just like hash it out. Uh, <laughs> none of it works. <laughs> they, none, not a, every single marriage, he just, he has an update at the end of every show that goes, he's a British guy. He goes, well, six months went by and no dice. And then he just turns and walks away. <laughs> Wait, they show him walking away? Yeah, absolutely, they do. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Nigel Cumbottom. <laughs> so you're at home. Eating Chinese food, watching here are my reasons. <laughs> With Nigel Cumbottom. Yeah. Oh, he, oh uh, man. Yeah, he's oh, a great man. host. He's not a good counselor. I but fucking he's a, he's a great host. Uh, yeah. So he, um, you're like watching the show, and it is like it's like <laughs> riveting. You're seeing people's like 
you know, biggest domestic disputes, like wow. like you know, all these all these like the things that the biggest domestic disputes in their marriages are just kind of like playing out in front of you. It's it's honestly like riveting just because it's a real peek into like a uh, a very sad time. And then you hear it. You hear thunder rolling in. You see uh, lightning out your window. It kind of illuminates the immediate area outside. You hear the thunderclap that follows it. Scares you a little. You jump. <gasps> I jump easy, so that probably would happen. Drop a little bit of Mongolian beef down your shirt. <laughs> that would, yeah, I can see that happening too. You pick it up, you eat it, no big deal. Oh, gross. And then the the rain comes, and it is just like a cow pissing on a flat rock. It is just like a deluge. A it's cow like, pissing on a flat rock? Yeah. Did you make that up? No. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. Born piss out of a boot, you know? <laughs> Never heard anyone say that. My mom says that one every time it rains hard. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like pouring piss out of a boot. That's funny. Uh, so it's just like Barb. It's just like a torrential, like the storm of the year. You can't remember it storming this hard. Like you were almost kind of worried. Like you even get up and like go look for your flashlight and stuff. You're like, what if my power goes out? Because it is the wind is just whipping. You know what I mean? It is. Wow. It's just like storming super hard. Love the storm. As I said earlier, I, I love weather. You love all kinds of weather. That was so, that's so stupid. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but you kind of, you kind of yeah. settle in, you know what I mean? You finish your Mongolian beef. You finish season one of, uh, hear my reasons. And how many seasons are there? 14. <laughs> but they're British. So they're like short. Oh, okay. So you know it's like mean? six or yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you like have this really nice night. You go to bed early. You sleep in. You wake up the next morning. You ever just wake up and take a step outside and go, "What's today like?" You know, I, <laughs> man. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's, Probably not. That's what you do. You wake it sounds up. Sounds like what I'm doing. Yeah. You take a couple steps to the door. You open it up. You step out. You stretch as far and wide as you can, <laughs> and you feel it. You're like, man, that storm really cooled things off. Okay. You look up, and in the tree just outside of your apartment, the first leaf changes. Oh, man. From green to brown in front of you. And a giant smile just crawls across your face. And you go, oh, it's fall. <laughs> okay. So you turn around, you go inside. You put on like uh, some tennis shoes. Right? You're like, I'm going to get out. I'm going to enjoy this fall air. And like you can see the storm like did a number on the neighborhood. There's just a bunch of leaves down. You see some branches Dang. down, like not like big branches, but there's like, there's like some twigs in the, you know, in the uh, the parking lot by your apartment. Um, you know, it's just there's like road workers out and shit. It's just it was a heavy ass storm. Yeah. So like I'm gonna go walk around Ladybird Lake. I'm gonna go walk the trail. I'm going to look at the wildlife after that, that rainstorm, you know, a nice cool walk by the lake. Nothing better for the old soul than that. So you go, you park. What lake? Ladybird Lake. All right. 
you're on the trail and you're in kind of like, uh, you're on this part of the trail. That's like right up next to the, the water. And you're just kind of like looking over, right. And you look down and you see like a, you see like a shell, like a, like a perfectly preserved looking shell. Just sort what of do you mean preserved, like, like a fossil. Like, no, not not preserved. It just looks like pristine. Okay, almost like somebody put it there. Even like it, it looks like it, it's so out of place with how like nice it looks. How how large is it? It's hard to tell because it's it's underwater. You know. Oh, okay. Would you reach down and grab it? Absolutely. So you reach down, you grab it. It's smooth. It's like it's just, just like perfectly smooth. It's like ivory white. It's beautiful. You're like, holy shit. Like it looks, it even looks like kind of fake, you know, it's that nice. What would you do with it? I'd probably hold on. It's like, it's like a clam. Like you don't say like, like a clam. What? Like a shell, like a clam shell. Sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I would just put it in my pocket, I guess. I'd probably admire it for a little bit, and then I'd put it in my pocket. I feel like so, I feel like it's almost like like this is meant to be or something. Yeah. So you put it in your pocket, right? You go home. You uh the rest of the day you just kinda like you start getting like uh some of your longer, heavier clothes out of the out of the back part of your closet, you know? Where like falls here. I'm going to I'm going to find my long sleeves, you know. I'm I'm going to prepare for this. I'm going to be ready for fall. You eat dinner by yourself. What do I eat? You uh you make a hamburger from ground beef you get at the grocery store. Cool. And I just eat it up by myself. Yeah, you just make yourself a hamburger. You got a bag of chips. You got a bag of wavy lays. Nice. You never like, you probably wouldn't describe yourself as like a home cook, you know? No, 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 no. You, you've been working on it, you know, and you make this burger and it is the best burger (laughs) that you've ever fucking had. And it could just be like the simple (laughs) pleasures, you know, of, of like making it yourself. Yeah. But it was just like, perfectly cooked you know okay. the cheese was melted just right you toasted the bun perfectly crisp lettuce mustard ketchup nice bacon fuck dude ice cold coca-cola <laughs> you eat this burger it's fantastic right you're hanging out that night. You have a good night to yourself, right? You go to bed. You uh, you dream of the storm. You dream of like, like your hair standing up on the back of your neck when the clouds rolled in and the temperature dropped like 20 degrees, you know? You dream of like hearing the first little raindrops sort of, you know, pelting the car, or like a, on the window pane, you dream of like a the the branches of the tree just kind of like whipping against your window. 
and you dream of the storm. And as you look out, you see like a lightning bolt come from the sky and you just kind of follow it with your eyes as it like heads straight towards the ground. And you watch it like the whole way, like it's moving in slow motion. And the second it hits the ground, everything illuminates and you, you wake up. And on your, on like, like your, like desk, you know, is that clam and it's open. And it's like, there's like a, a beautiful sound, like a soft voice, just kind of singing. Not like words or anything, but just melody, you know? Okay. Very sort of slow and sweeping. And it's it's like emanating this, like, it's like emitting this like soft blue light. It's coming from the shell. Yeah, it's which is now open. open. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not good. I guess I'd walk over and investigate. You look over and uh, as like you take a step out of your bed and you like the floor kind of creaks and you see the like you see it kind of like shift a little bit and then it shuts immediately. Huh. You go, that's fucking weird. Yeah, it's not good. You like pick it up and hold it and like tap on it and like try to even like pry it apart. Nothing works. You're like, that's really, really strange. So you go to bed, right? Like, that's fucking weird. I'm sleep this off. You go to bed. You wake up the next morning. You uh, have some breakfast. What would you normally have on like a, a nice fall morning? Man, uh, I'd probably get... Huh, on a fall... You know what? I'm a big uh, eggs Benedict guy. So probably some... If, if I'm, you know, having a nice breakfast, I guess, which it sounds like I'm doing, I would grab some eggs Benedict uh, and I would have uh, some water. You know, what? I'm going to do the old man triumvirate. I'm going to do water, OJ, cup of coffee. So you uh, you go to a diner. You're like called what? It's called um, the flat top grill. That's kind of rad. It's like a, it's like a 19, they try to like, it's like a 1950s style diner, sure. you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, I used to work at one of those. Yeah. So you, you, uh, before you leave, like you grab your wallet, your keys, you grab that fucking clam. You're like, I'm going to look at this thing. You take it with you. You throw it in like a jacket pocket. You go inside. You've been going to the flat top grill for a little while. So they know you when you walk in the hostess, uh, she's, she's there like, Every weekend, which is generally when you wind up going. Okay. She goes, hey, buddy. She goes, just you? You yep, go, yeah. Me. She goes, right this way. And uh, they have a table in the corner where it's just a single table. And then it's just like a single chair. And then the, ta- the table. And then on the other side of the table is the the wall. So it's just like a one-person table. And you just stare at the end of the corner, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, right. they were like, they almost went under a few years ago and you donated $50 at a donation drive and they made a little plaque that says the Pat and they just like stuck it to the side of that table and that's where you eat just by yourself. So you're at, <laughs> you're at the flat top grill, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, do, I do most of my eating by myself, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've never brought anybody in there like a friend, family, another lover. Why? I, I don't know. So you eat your uh, eggs Benedict, <laughs> yeah, dude. Water OJ coffee, yeah. 
as you're like uh like you go up to to pay at the register guy in front of you he's uh he's paying too and he goes yep just uh go ahead and i'll he puts this down he goes i'm gonna get everybody at this table there's three people there he goes we just opened up a shop next door it's called uh mike's house of curiosities <laughs> what could this business possibly be he goes uh he's like yeah you know i've always had an eye for like strange things and you know we buy and sell like like weird stuff and macabre things and you know i, I just i just know a lot about stuff you know yeah so you think hey maybe i should go in there yeah, I would absolutely. If I find out that's the name of it, I would one hundred percent go there. So you, um, I love stuff like that. You pay your tab. You take a couple steps next door. You see him turn the sign that says "Open." Right? There's a banner out front that says "Grand Opening." Nobody's there. So you, uh, you walk in. He goes, "Oh, my first customer," and he's like, um, he's a guy who's probably like in his early sixties, like late fifties, early sixties. He's uh, he's got on like a a red polo shirt. It's tucked into like khakis, like he works at a Target. And he goes, "Welcome to Mike's House of Curiosities." He goes, "I'm Mike." He goes, "What are you curious about?" Man, a, a lot of stuff. Um forests probably is probably the thing i'm most curious about he's like oh i meant the merchandise oh um he kind of like chuckles to himself you kind of like you look around and there's like weird shit on the walls you know what i mean like there's like a like a set of shrunken heads there's a there's a a bottle like a like a a, like a, a golden shiny lamp that like when you're not looking at it, it kind of moves a little bit, almost like there's something inside of it. Wow. Uh, there's a there's a a giant gallon jar full of eyeballs, and they're all looking right at you. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that is. I would uh, I would put that out of my mind as soon as it happened, and I would not go anywhere near that jar. Yeah. That is so upsetting. So it's just like a bunch of like weird macabre, the fuck is wrong, goofy shit. Uh, would you ask him about the clam? Yeah, I guess I would actually. That's a good idea. I guess I'd go. I'd go. You know what? Uh, I guess I'll just tell what happened. I, I found a uh, you know a, a weird uh, clam like uh, you know shell, and I woke up and it was emitting a, a blue light and it sounded like an angelic choir. And you ever seen anything like this? You pull it out. You kind of hand it to him. He puts on the jeweler's loop, tosses it up in the air. He goes, oh, haven't seen one of these in a long time. He goes, I'll be right back. He walks back to uh, like an office area. He comes back with like a an, an old looking book and he flips through it and he flips through it so fucking fast. <laughs> His fingers are like lightning. You know what I mean? Yeah. He flips through it and he lands on a page and it shows like the clam. Right. It shows like an actual, you know, there's a a little this page has like a little color sample of the light that comes out. There's a a little a little um, there's a little piece of music on there that shows the tone that was emitted, you know, 
there's like a song you could if you knew how to play it in instruments and stuff you could like read it you know and you could play it okay well, yeah well, i can read music not this music though um what do you mean it just doesn't look like a normal piece of music oh okay there's like 15 lines you know it's like a way bigger <laughs> scale yeah i have no i mean i would have no idea how to read that i guess yeah mike kind of looks at you and he goes i don't know he just kind of shrugs you know he's <laughs> He goes, I played guitar till I was 12, and then I gave it up. Why? He goes, kind of gets a faraway look in his eye. He goes, I broke my hand. What the fuck? All right. And then he like kind of looks at you, and he smiles real big, just like he just kind of left that behind wherever it was. Yeah, I, I, I don't press him no. any further on that. That seemed. Why would you? I, that so, seemed like something yeah okay whatever so he he basically he finds this thing and it tells you about this clam and he goes this is the clam of aldasar what and he goes this clam uh, according to this book uh, will open once a night and if basically what he's telling you is that uh, you can own the clam you have to put a droplet of your blood inside of the clam while it's open and then it is bound to you forever Wow. Every day you can put a drop of blood in this clam and it'll give you what, it'll give you a pearl. It? Oh, okay. Oh. Hell yeah, that fucking rules. So he goes, "Yep, that's uh that covers it." He goes, "You want to sell it?" No. He goes, "Hey, I'm a businessman. I got to ask. You got to sort of well, run I, now." Yeah, he kind of laughs. He's like very corny, you know. Sure. That's fine. I kind of am too. Like I I probably would make a corny joke back. He laughs. So you take it home? Yeah, I'll take it home. I'll thank him and I'll take it home. So you take it home, right? You um you set like you set the clam on the counter. How would you get blood into the clam? Um without it knowing your presence. Hmm. So do I have to wait for it to like open up and then yeah. get that light? Okay. Yeah. What I would do is I'd wait for it to happen. Okay. Uh-huh. And I, because I have diabetes, I have a thing I use. Okay. To prick my goddamn finger to get blood out to do like, you know, yeah. readings and stuff. So I do that. I prick my, my finger with that. How would you get it in there without him, without it knowing you? Hmm. Uh, okay, here's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would okay. I prick my my finger a bunch. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I make a paper airplane. I dip the tip of the plane into the blood. I wait until it opens, and I just throw it at the um the clam. at the clam to where it can taste your blood. Sure. So you across the room make this paper airplane and you used to make them all the time when you were younger, but it's been a while, you know, Yeah. ever since the accident. Like you haven't done, you haven't like, you know, made a paper airplane in gosh, two what decades. A- what accidents? What are you talking when you were, about? When you were in junior high, they called you Pat the paper airplane king. And because you could just like, <laughs> you could make a paper airplane, you could make gliders, you know what I mean? Yeah. You could do all the shit. And yours always went the farthest and the straightest. Cool. You were so good at it. Wow. And then one day you were at uh, an assembly in the gym. And like all these, all these kids were like lining up in the middle of the, in, of the gymnasium. And you were in the stands. And like one of your friends was down there. 
and you from like across the gym through this paper airplane and uh somebody opened up a door and a gust of wind blew it and it hit another kid like right in the eyeball and he lost his eye oh my god so you were from that day forth you were like i can't do this anymore did i get in trouble no nobody ratted you out that's how good you were at paper airplanes everybody knew but nobody ratted you out even the kid who i hit oh yeah <laughs> okay so out of respect for my Pure respect yeah <laughs> okay that's kind of cool dang so I do that, yeah. So and you I do launch, that, right? I launch this bloody paper airplane, and yeah. you—it's like riding a fucking bike. You know what I mean? It yeah, lands okay. perfectly in the center. The uh, clam like clamps over it and like consumes it. You know, it just like eats it up, and then it takes a second, and then it opens up, and it like looks at you and emits this tone. The same uh, like tone from earlier. Yeah. Cool. What do you do? Uh, I inspect it. You pick it up and it's almost like it's purring at you, you know. Yeah, like, it's like it's it's bound to me, right? Yeah. So, uh, would you put a drop of blood in it? Absolutely. So you put a drop of blood in. I thought I already did. Well, that was the one that bound it to your soul. Oh, okay, okay. So I put another one. You in. put another one in. No and fancy like, tricks this time. A minute later, a perfect pearl comes out of it. Would you keep doing that every day? I would I would do it yeah every day for a week and then I would take uh the seven pearls to um I don't know like a pawn shop or yeah well, I don't know cuz I, I don't know where I'd take it because you know what I would do some research online uh-huh. and I'd find out what to do when you're selling jewelry or specifically pearls so I'd you see, you find yeah, a yeah. you find like a local uh jeweler her name is uh Phyllis Rhinestone. She legally changed her name. <laughs> From what? What was it? What was it originally? Ferg. <laughs> so she uh, she's been a local Austin jeweler for forty years. Wow! And, uh, and you tell her you like you're like, hey, I have these, I have these pearls, you know, and I'm like getting more of them regularly. And she tells you she's like, oh, we could we could make like an we could make you a necklace. You know, or like a piece of jewelry. And like she goes, honestly, like pearls, we couldn't do a whole lot for you here with them. She goes, most people would sell it online. She goes, but if you'd like it, I, she's like looking at them. And she goes, they're absolutely beautiful. She goes, I'd, I'd love to like make them into like a necklace for you. Well, I appreciate your help. Yeah, maybe you can make me a necklace and then I can sell them online. So you go through like. Thanks. another several more weeks of like putting blood in you know what i mean getting the pearls yeah to the point that you have enough for like an, a necklace cool you go back uh you go back to the jeweler and you give them to her she it's like she's like a hundred bucks and she'll make this thing for you she's just like i love i love this she goes can i display this on online can i like sure yeah so she she just kind of she's like I'm, i got plenty more where that came from she's like she's doing it pretty much kind of off the books like this That's is just really like cool. a passion project cool so you like you make this necklace, right? You put it up online uh, on like Craigslist. Guy emails you about it. You're asking like four hundred dollars for this thing, and he's like, "Yeah, this is this is that's great." He goes, "I think I think my wife will love it." Cool. Where do you want to meet? The RBM Food Mart. He goes, "Oh, he goes, yeah, I, I live right near there. I could be there and." 
you know, five minutes. I'll see you there. So you guys go to meet at RBM Food Mart. It's later in the day. I think I'd walk over. I wouldn't drive over. I, I yeah. think uh, I'd feel a little weird. I'd, I'd feel like I don't want this guy knowing where I live. Yeah. So you walk over to RBM. You know what? I try to get there as early as possible so we didn't see what fucking direction I come from. Yeah, so you, you literally like walk out the door to RBM. Sure. Right? You get there. Um, it's a little later at night. It's kind of dark. You know? You're just kind of waiting outside RBM, standing there. Uh, this guy pulls up. He's uh, probably about six feet tall. Looks to be um, in like pretty good shape. He's got on like you know blue jeans, t-shirt. He's wearing a wearing a, a jacket. He's got a hat on. He's on his phone, and he kind of like he kind of like motions to you as he walks over. He's hanging up. He's like clearly talking to his wife. He goes, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm here right now." Yes. He's like, "Yes, okay, uh huh." He's like trying to coax you know his wife off the phone. Sure. And. uh he gets up to you and he hangs up. He goes, "Ah, women!" And he looks at you and he looks familiar. Uh, By God, it's your high school bully, Brian Stevenson Jones. God damn it! His name was uh, Brian Stevenson, and then his parents got divorced. And when his dad remarried, he hyphenated, <laughs> and uh, he fucking hated it. It made him so pissed off. People called him the hyphen, and he hated it. And he hated you. He, so he, he made, <laughs> what he, did I do? He made your life hell for years. Why? I, I didn't do just, anything. You were just like annoying to him in high school. Oh, well, it sounds like I did do something then. Okay. Yeah. So he looks. So his at last you, name is Stevenson Hyphen Jones. Hi- All right. So he looks at you and he goes, "Pat." I probably just start laughing. He goes, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Takes, takes off his hat. He's bald. Okay. He goes, "Man, I never thought I." Would see he goes, Do you live here? I might. He goes, Yeah, I, I just moved into town like six months ago. And he goes, right. Wow, it's crazy. He, he goes, Look, man, I, I never had the chance to say this, but I'm really sorry. It's dude, it was high school. It's he, fine. It's a long like, time ago. He's like, Yeah, but everything I did to you, he goes, You didn't deserve what? any of it. Thank you for saying that. But what did he do to me exactly? I mean, just all the stuff, you know, just he jousted you. He uh, he beat you at like a video game tournament, put you into Super Smash Brothers. You know, he's just like, Son of he a just, bitch. he's just like, he's tortured you over the years, you know? All right. Well, you know what, man? Um, how about this? 500 bucks instead of 400 bucks. And then I'll forgive you. He goes, you know what? That seems fair. All right, done. Let's do it. Pulls out 500 bucks. He kind of like reaches out to give you like a hug almost. He's like, thanks, man. I appreciate you like being so cool about all this. Uh, yeah, I, I would lean into it. Oh, he goes, hang on. Let me put this on real quick. And he goes, my wife just wants a picture. So he like, he goes, will you take a picture of me wearing it? He goes, I know it's stupid. My wife just wants to like see what it looks like on a person. Sure. So he puts it on. He kind of like stands there for a second. You take a picture of him. He goes, yeah, it's uh, it's been good seeing you, man. Yeah, you too, man. And then he goes, uh, yeah, I guess, um, you know, if it wouldn't be too weird. Let's go grab a bite. Let's go get a drink sometime. I'd like to catch up. Okay. 
I mean, I, I would not intend to follow through on this, but I would go, yeah, man, it'd be fun. Your sure thing. He goes, I'll see you around. And he kind of like puts his fists up, you know? And he's like, <laughs> like, like old times, you know? And then he like kind of. Re- <laughs> what does that mean? He just used to punch you a lot. So, <laughs> oh, he's pretending to punch me? Yeah, uh, yeah, you know? I guess I pretend like, oh no. Like, like I, I play along with him. So he kind of like fake punches you. Uh, but the pearls that were powered by your blood give him super strength. <laughs> and he punches a hole, like, right. Like, he punches you in the shoulder and your arm just like falls off. What? And then blood just spurts out. And then he just screams and you just scream and you lose, <laughs> you lose blood. <laughs> you lose all your blood and you fall over into the parking lot of RBM Food Mart. And like, it was at the end of the night. And they were just getting a, a shipment. So here, like, a, a Pepsi truck came, like, backing up. And you just saw, like, the fucking tread of the tires as it backed right over your head. <laughs> Bryce Stevenson Jones runs away. <laughs> he robs so many banks wearing that strength necklace. <laughs> he goes back to, like, a life of crime. His wife leaves him. He gets gunned down somewhere in Sacramento in about 2023. <laughs> A multi-millionaire. Becomes a bully again? Yeah, he just robs banks. (laughs) He raises the stakes. Fuck that. Every time, every time before he robs a bank, he he kisses the pearls on the necklace and he goes, one more gift for my little bitch. (laughs) And then he robs a bank. What the fuck? He takes no prisoners and he kills tellers. Oh, man. Every time? Every fucking time. Jeez. Yeah. But you got backed over by a semi truck. <laughs> they never found your arm. How how? How could they have never found my arm? I don't know, you hit it really hard, I guess. 